Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. JM, my main man. What's up, brother? What's that? Is that new? It's an Apple Watch. Life is good. It's okay. Yeah. It's a good life. Steal it? No. Borrowed it. I'm going to give it back after the show. Hey, we got a great show today. <laughs> Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zapp and uh, Johnny Mallory, affectionately known as JM. JM. Where'd you come up with? How'd you come up with that? <laughs> no, really. Hey, yeah, uh, we got a great show today. We've got uh, our good friend Joe Drellick from EC East. I always get it East. Just say what it is. East Coast Sports East, Marketing. You're right. I want to use the why, why? Why are we doing abbreviations? Joe's going to be joining us. And then we, we got gotta Mike We've got to kill an hour. No abbreviations. Mike Provenzal from Heritage. And then the man himself, Joe Tomasulo, wow. if, if we can find him. I think he's in the nursing home, but they're going to let him out. <laughs> it's an all-star uh, lineup. Joe T is going to join us. But first, our headlines brought to us each week by our good friend Rich Miller and the gang at Sports Collectors Daily. This is one's disturbing. What we got? Yankees prospect cut over memorabilia scanning, scamming. Collectors in Facebook groups thought they found a minor league baseball player who was willing to help them land some game-used equipment from, from New York Yankee prospects. Now that player has been released amid allegations he stole from teammates and left collectors hanging out to dry. The discussion about Jake Sanford, a former third-round draft pick, has been percolating since earlier this spring. Anyone want to hear how I got scammed out of 600 by Jake Sanford of the Yankees? If he doesn't pay up tonight, it will be over two and a half months, wrote collector Matt Shea on May 9th. Other collectors have been voicing the same problem. So this problem. dude was taking stuff. And Listen, Sanford, Sanford's minor league bio disappeared and on Wednesday <laughs> quoted a source with knowledge of the situation that Sanford had been cut by the Yankees over allegations he was repeatedly hounded teammates for their equipment to sell online oh, wow. while also occasionally swiping it from their lockers. <laughs> Sanford, 24, was a native of Nova Scotia who was selected by the Yankees in the third round. Listen to this one. He was in their top 35 prospects. Wow. In 2021, he hit 285 with 16 home runs. Now he's playing for some independent team, and who the hell knows? <laughs> for more information, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. But, you know, I would have had a better headline. Crazy? Listen to a better headline. Go ahead. Scam Yankees. Scam. There you go. Right? Very nice. All right. First up, our good friend, Joe Drellick. Joseph, how you doing, bud? Doing well. How about you guys? Good, good. Joe, you have a lot of stuff going on, man. A lot of stuff. Let's yeah. talk, first of all, about the CSA shows. Some great stuff happening there. Yeah, we, uh, we're excited about that coming up uh, here in a couple weeks, uh, June 24th to the 26th, um, which is a, a new date for us. Uh, as as uh, you may or may not know, that the show's been there for 26 years now, and we were always the early part of July, uh, second week of July, and um, after many uh, requests from dealers to kind of separate our show from the national a little bit, you know, just give some distance between the two events. Um, we were able to secure space in June uh, from the Dulles Expo Center, which we're excited about. Um, so we've, we've got a complete sellout from a vendor standpoint. Uh, over 400 tables we're at right now, and uh, we're excited to uh, to have the new dates. And it, it seems to be the the right thing, you know, for us and and for uh, for our dealers. So, hey Joe, you know we've been reading the spots uh, for the CSA show for a couple of weeks, and when I first read it, this was probably a couple of weeks ago that I first read it. As I'm reading it, like you have some tremendous players here, especially the foot just in the ad, the football players, Mel Blunt, Chris Carter, Marshall Falk, my man Doug Flutie, who was at BC with me, uh, Mean Joe Green, they Richard flunk, Seymour. They flunked out together. Yeah, he was two years ahead of me. But yeah, I mean the lineups are unbelievable. Those are I mean, just right there, you got some you have, you have Hall of Famers. Can you add to that, Joe? Because I know there's some others. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh so so yeah, that that's kind of what the show has has always been known for since the early stages of that show back in the 90s it was known as, as the football show to be you know to be they, they always secured amazing football guests and 
again, um, there's a team team of us uh, involved with the show, and and that credit goes to not me. You know, I don't I don't do any of the player bookings. I do the show promotion stuff, work with the dealers, uh, and that side of it. So I've got to give credit uh, to, to the partners in that show. And that, and that would be Bill G. Uh, he handles all the, uh, the player, uh, you know, allotments and, and is working hard behind the scenes to, uh, secure those. And, you know, not only the classic hall of famers, but one of the things that the, uh, the summer shows really famous for is, is getting a lot of the rookie crops. So I, I think we've got 10 or 12 guys from the first two rounds of this year's draft. Wow. I'm not going to be able to rattle them off to you. Right. Uh, but it's one of the things that we're notorious for year after year to be able in the summer show before right before training camp starts. Um, they bring in a lot of the rookies. That's so a, that, that, that'll be there as well. And that's a neat thing uh, for collectors as well, Zap. I Absolutely. mean, you know, especially guys that like to speculate who's going to be great. I mean, get in on the ground floor, get an autograph, add that to your collection and then see where the player goes. That's pretty neat. It, it really is. Yeah, and again, like I said, year after year, um, we've been able to secure a lot of uh, early picks um, which has been great. So, Joe, what about the Philly show? Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, Philly show, um, we just made a big announcement with Philly show. Um, we've been at the Valley Forge Casino in King of Prussia, PA for, uh, I think, the last 14 years. And um, the last few years, we've we've really been uh, uh, suffering growing pains and and really out of space. You know, the, the, the floor there is 54,000 square feet. We've been at max capacity now for a few shows um, and, and we've uh, relocated down to the greater Philadelphia Expo Center, which is wow. five miles straight down the road uh, from the Valley Forge Casino. Uh, really not complicated at all. It's uh, you leave the if you were at the Valley Forge Casino, you pull out of the parking lot, make a right, go down five miles. And there's the greater Philadelphia Expo Center, which a lot of events um, take place there throughout the year. It's a huge facility. Um, they've got several different rooms. Um, we're in Hall B, um, which is going to uh, bump us up from 54,000 square feet to 75,000 square oh, that's feet. That's awesome. great. Um, yeah, it's great. We we had over 40 vendors that we had to turn away last show in, in March uh, just because of, of space constraints. Um, so we're, we're excited. We, we know that the, the crowd is there to support the additional vendors. Um, we're excited to, to get the fresh vendors in there because the customers also would like to see uh, new new vendors. So I was we're so really very. About I was that. so impressed. I was so. Oh, that was a fun. The first time. Philly show I did was last September. Yeah. with you guys, and uh, I was so impressed, Joe. I mean, the, and, and I can see why you're moving to a bigger space. The crowds were unbelievable. But everyone had as a, a good matter of fact, Joe. If know? I recall, didn't you have to set up shop out in the lobby yourself? Right. We did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we. we, we <laughs> and that and that was really kind of the final straw. We had, <laughs> I we had to remember. push our, our merchandise booth and ticket sales booth out to the hallway. Exactly. Um, My. And then there's nowhere else to go. So. My lasting memory, I'm telling you, he was doing crowd control. I know. Joe I know. was like in the mix, man. He was like an usher at Fenway or something or a bouncer somewhere. Got to roll up your <laughs> sleeves when you need to, man. You know? <laughs> Joe, let's talk yep. about the national. Let's see. You know, sure. Obviously, the national's coming up. You have a, uh, uh, obviously, we're excited, uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Why don't you tell us about the national and you and James and what's going on there? Yeah. So, um, so our, our booth is going to be solely dedicated to um, the art of James Fiorentino. Our, our booth is under East Coast Sports Marketing, um, which at some point I'll get on the show with you guys and we'll go over my whole, you know, array of, of things uh, that, that we've done over the years. You know, I, as you know, you know, I've been in the hobby my entire life oh, in different God. capacities and I have so many different facets. But anyway, this year we're going full throttle with James, uh, not only to display his 30 years of work, um, but a project called There's Only One uh, that James and I conceptualized during COVID, uh, where James is painting some of the most iconic trading cards of all time um, in a one-of-a-kind format, which I think we might have covered once or so before on the show. But uh, And then also, we, we're going to be uh, graced with your presence uh, with, with the book. So we're actually super <laughs> excited about that as well. Yeah, we're we looking love, forward to it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to yeah, be there, uh, myself and JM and uh, Ellen. Uh, our partner in crime, Joe Orlando, <laughs> and 
Uh, James, because James uh, yep. James contributed some wonderful artwork to the book. Rico be with us too, right? And actually, Rico said, you know, Rico was over the house on uh, Sunday scrounging sausage sandwiches, <laughs> by the way, off of me. And uh, he is uh, he's going to hang out with us too. So if you want to meet and greet, we will have the book for sale. But that's really not what it's all about. Right. We, want, we want you guys to come by, say hi. If you want right. to purchase a book, you're more than welcome to. But it's more of a meet and greet with all of us and... Uh, we're looking forward to it. And there's a rumor circulating, JM, that James is going to make a presentation to Rico while we're broadcasting on the Burka stage somewhere on Friday between 1 and 3. So I'm that's curious to see fun. what that's all about. That's going to be fun. So looking yep. forward to it. Yep. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, very excited about that. Very excited about the uh, the national in itself. You know, it's, you know, all the buzz, the hobby and, you know, is, is cranking full throttle right now. So I'm really excited. Yeah, to that's see, what we're looking uh, for. It's going to show be fun. this year and see you guys as well. Joe, for more information, uh, how can people find out more about the CSA show and about you at the National? Yeah, so our, our parent website is pretty simple. It's ecsmsports.com. So that's East Coast Sports Marketing, you know, ecsmsports.com. Yep. And then the show websites are easy as well, csashows.com and phillyshow.com. Very easy. So. Fantastic. Well, listen, before uh, we see you at the National, we're going to get you on again because we've got sure. a lot of stuff to talk about. So hang in there. We're going to yeah. see you in the next couple of weeks. That sounds great, guys. All Look right, Joe. To seeing you. Thank you. Take yep. care. All right, great bye-bye. guy, great guy. Joe is a good guy. He's Joe Jellick, man. He's East a hard Coast working guy. Yeah, he works, man. Yeah, that guy works. He really his. does. And you know he something? Really He's very, very, very creative. Yeah. Speaking of creative, we are now. Can we bring this? <laughs> we are thrilled. So, who's the chick behind you in the painting? That's uh, extremely that's politically Christy incorrect. Matthewson's wife, <laughs> uh, and there's Christy Matthewson right, right there. That's a that's a painting right. Matthewson used to own. Is, uh, well, you know, I think that would be a wonderful form. Christmas gift to me from the folks at Heritage. <laughs> it would look very nice well, in your living room. You were just talking about art, so that's a nice segment. You know what? Yeah. I just bought, you know, my display in, in the in the pub, you know, that pub area. Yeah. I just picked up, uh, I'm a Christie fan. I'm a big Christie yeah, Matthewson fan. I know. And I have uh, a copy of Pitching in a Pinch with my tobacco, my T206. Uh, listen, PSA graded six, I think it is, Christy Matthewson card. Yeah. But then I have next to him, I, one of the few cards I kept was my PSA six Chief Myers card. Now, Chief Myers was his battery mate. Got it. Right? Yep. I just picked up, I think it's one of two signed baseballs by Chief Myers. <laughs> and wow. the word Chief is signed in Native American. Really? So, yeah. So I have the ball, I have the card, I have the book, and I have Maddie. Nice. All on the same level. Loving it. Loving it. Now, that painting would make all the difference in the world, Prof. They just want to throw that out at and you. And that's when you get really drunk and you fight with Ellen and you're alone, dark in that room, <laughs> and you sit there with an empty bottle of Jim Beam. Just all I really have are these Christy Matthewson items. And, my and it's good that you have those. <laughs> I thank you and the Jim Beam. I probably let's talk about the the last auction and the next auction. So we just finished our. Uh, we actually just had two auctions close. Our May auction, uh, which was forty five hundred lots. There were some great results in there. Uh, the big headlines were seventies uh, cards continuing to uh, get more valuable and get huge numbers. We had an incredible seventy one tops collection that we broke up that. Pretty much every card was a nine, and they all set a record. Don't and get then, don't hold on. It had to be David Hall. No, no, but we <laughs> just had the David Hall T two hundred six collection part nine. Pa- part nine. nine, and there's only eighty more pots to go. That was that was the final one. It was so it really an incredible experience, David Hall? What a collection, man! On T two hundred six, I've ever what seen a it. collection. Collection was incredible. You know, the first time I met him was when the T two hundred six book came out. We're going back fifteen years, and Joe introduced me to him because he was the uh, chairman of uh, Collectors Universe. Yeah, and I said. We started talking, and the way he looked at me, I said, so how many cars do you have? He said, thousands. <laughs> Just like that. Thousands, even, I would, I would wager. It was incredible, Amazing. the rarebacks, uh, anything. And talking to him was just 
remarkable. Oh yeah. You know, he's great stories about where he found these one of ones and he'd had them for over a decade or two decades, just sitting Absol- on them. And, Absolutely. Uh, it was the most complete T206 collection that existed. And now it's been, uh, did he have, you know, something, did he have, did he have a Wagner and did he hold on to it? Uh, we sold the Wagner. You did so sell the Wagner. Okay. One. Okay. Uh, that was in the, the first, first one, part one, which was, Three years 12, ago. 12 years ago, uh, right. <laughs> so uh, very excited about that. And then uh, we've got our summer auction coming yep. up, which is uh, cards, tickets. And then we have a remarkable Muhammad Ali collection. One of the finest I've ever seen. Uh, it's almost 2,000 items, and it encompasses just about everything from the legend's career. There's stuff he wore in the ring, stuff he wore training, posters, tickets, uh, art about him, art that Ali did, autographs. Uh, it's really incredible. So we're very excited to offer that. You know, well, I was, I was gonna, is the one source for that, or have you gotten a lot of Ali one stuff and putting it all together? Or? Really? Uh, he's been putting it together for years and years, and uh, it was time to sell. And we are honored to be the ones to present it. Uh, if you're an Ali collector, there's something in there for you. There's things you've never seen, and if you're just an Ali fan and you've never bought an Ollie item, you need one in your collection. And, uh, you know, it runs the gambit from seven-figure, six-figure pieces, but there's some $100 items in there, too, so something for everyone. Very cool. You know, Prob, this is a non-sports-related heritage little tidbit that I just read yesterday. Okay. I was reading an article on, I don't, I can't remember where it was. I think it was Fox or CNN that the... VCR market is red hot. And it said that you could be sitting on a gold mine with old VCR tapes. You're kidding me. Listen, so do you know how many VCR tapes Heritage has sold over the years? Um, Well, we have our first, we just started a VHS department. And their first auction is this week. Uh, actually, I'm also an auctioneer at Heritage, and I'll be calling that auction on Thursday. Um, so we're very excited about it. Uh, I heard you know, fifty-four thousand or some ridiculous number, but so like if, movies, VHS movies. If you have, like that, especially if they're unopened, right, Prof? Got to be unopened, right? And what you're looking for is the most valuable. Were the First release. So on the back of the box, if it's unopened, uh, if it's the dates on there, there should be two dates within one year of the movie's release. Star Wars, uh, gotcha. uh, 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 just movies that were movies when you were a kid. If wow. you have unopened ones and they were first released, they could be worth some significant so money, right, who, Mike? Who are these people that, that bought VHS tapes of movies and didn't open them? Blockbuster. But I mean, oh, so like they just, <laughs> no, I'm well, same, they went out of business. Same with, uh, you know, we've got the number one video game auction house in the world. Same thing. They've got to be unopened. So uh, I can't imagine as a kid getting a video game or a VHS tape and not opening it. Um, but that's why they're valuable because they're rare. They, you know, everybody opened them. You know, when I was, uh, same thing with Nintendo games and all that stuff, right? When I was a kid, the big go-to game my son and I played, like, Every day was Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> Remember that? That was a great thing. Yeah. The, the first guy like he fought was some stiff and you had to work <laughs> up to up to Mike Tyson. To a better stiff. Yeah, right. right. But <laughs> that game is I was reading that game is worth significant money. Wow. That's a six figure game in a high grade. You're kidding me. It's just unbelievable. Mark, uh, auction and we're pretty excited. We have uh, the trilogy, Back to the Future trilogy, unopened, that were owned by the actor who played Biff. Wow. So, uh, okay. Very cool. That's a pretty cool tie-in. Right. He's got unopened, and I know Back to the Future 1, his copy of it's over 20000 already. Now, now, Star Wars is worth some money, right? Absolutely. Star Wars, anything. Uh, you know, we do well with Star Wars cards in our department. Uh, Star Wars video games, Star Wars comics, Star Wars VHS, our movie poster department gets huge prices for Star Wars posters. That's something that's been doing well for years, and it's still trending up. Now, I have some so, open ones uh, by Elegant Angel. 
Is, are those worth anything? <laughs> uh, I, I think we'd say those have more sentimental value than actual is that, value. Is that like a Cinemax After Dark thing, or was that yeah, worse? Worse. What, what exactly is that? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Let me ask you: How about just old VCRs? Like I have two in the attic. Just an old the machine. Are oh, those worth? Ask anything? Prof. I would say <laughs> it's open though. Are, are they unopened? They're now? not unopened. Are you? They use. They're very much. You got used. spare parts there. <laughs> how about I would say toss them out? How about now? He's grasping. How Mike. about now VHS grasping. tapes of my local cable show I did in the late eighties? <laughs> See, he's oh, grasping. I'm, I'm interested in that. I bet you would be. Good <laughs> All right, Michael. What is your website address? You guys are killing me, both of you. Hj.com. I know. Listen, we are going to stop by the national. Say hi. We may even take a little video. We've got a, a friend of ours that's going to be joining us to do some odds and ends videos. Yeah, sure. So maybe we can do like a little interview with you and Prof. That would be awesome. Right? We'd love awesome. to do that. Can't wait to see you guys. It's been too long. I know. I know. All Absolutely right, Michael, we love not. you guys. Say hi to uh, the other guy. The, the other guy. His name? <laughs> I always forget his name. Grady. Yeah. Grady. He's having brunch and then 11sies. so uh, <laughs> I'll get him after he eats. Take care. We'll see you. Mike Prov from uh, Heritage Auction. Good guy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. The other guy's coming on. The other guy. Joe T. Joe Tomasulo. He's on his lunch break from the nursing home, so he's <laughs> going to be joining us shortly. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. 
Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. With record-breaking sales from everything from the white border T206 Hollandus Wagner for $3.12 million to some great items that support the Jackie Robinson Foundation, Golden Auctions has set the highest standards for the finest in sports cards, autographs, and game-used memorabilia. We're always accepting consignments of high-end premium sports treasures or entire collections. Please register for our next auction and bid now at goldenauctions.com. That's golden with an I. We at Golden Auctions are committed to providing Providing unsurpassed customer service for the discriminating collector. That's exactly why we're the leader in the industry. Visit goldenauctions.com or call 856-767-8550. Remember, Golden Auctions. We don't just break records, we shatter them. Okay, we are back. We spoke to Drellick. We spoke to Prove. Now we're speaking to... How do you top that? There's only one way you top it. With the man. The man, the myth. Yeah. Joe T... Joe Tomasulo. Hi, Joseph. Joe, take that damn shirt off, number one. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Tom, what? it's not my fault you got a 500 record this year. No, no, excuse me. That is not true. We are one <laughs> game over 500 now. And coming because with a bullet. Which is, oh, that's right. We're coming. Waka pitched a two-hitter last night. We're coming. And let me tell you complete something. Game. Uh, a complete three, game. A complete game. Three-hit shutout. Right. Now, let right. me tell complete you something. Game. Let me tell you something about your New York Yankees, Okay. First of all, do you realize that the Yankees have not seen a championship in this century? That's number one. In no, this have. century. They won in 2009. They won in 2009, Tom. They oh, did win in 2009. I'm sorry, 18 years. Yeah. I mean, they beat the Phillies, so. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> right. But besides that, beside that, okay, this is going to be a typical. They haven't won in this decade. Thank you. This is going to be a typical, typical Yankee season. 100%. Where they're going to run away with it. Right. And then when playoff times comes, they crumble. They, they may crumble, crumble like a graham cracker. They may cracker. crumble before the playoffs. Just like a graham cracker, they crumble, Joe. Right. All those big guys, Judge. Here's, here's the problem with the Yankees. Knees are going to get bad. They score too many of their runs on the long ball, Tom. They on do. Round trippers. They do. And when you get into the playoffs and face tougher pitching. That's right. And everything gets consolidated. Those pitchers don't give up home runs. That's a great so point. Simply. So He's right. that's why the Yankees don't score runs in the playoffs. So I mean, Because it, they don't manufacture runs. Well, so the point being is that I think the Red Sox, I think they're structured so that they can be competitive if, in fact, they make a playoff run. They're coming. I mean, they got off to a horrible start. I know. The fact did. that they're even at or over just over 500 it is a is a miracle this soon. I agree. I thought it was going to take them until July to get to 500. But they're, they're, they're uh, and their pitching the has pitching not been, has been bad. better. It has. They, their, their problem is the back end of the bullpen, and that's why they That's why they they make. You know what? Yavaldi uh, had a no uh, a complete game last week. Walker had a complete. You never see complete games. But I'm anymore. telling you, and, and I it's said really this, because the bullpen is awful. Joe, I said this to you about uh, a year ago. I said, "Here is the guy, and it's going to happen." Here's who this closer should I know be. who you're going to say. Chris Sale. Absolutely. Chris Sale 100%. is going to be the Red Sox closer. I think this year this he's going to be their closer. It's funny you said that, Tom, because I think another great pitcher may wind up being a closer. You know, I may uh, eat crow on this, but don't be too surprised down the road if the Mets make the Grom a closer. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Because, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. If his body can handle every fifth day, that's the thing. Six, seven innings, a hundred pitches, absolutely throwing ninety-four mile an hour sliders and a hundred and one mile an hour fastballs. I couldn't agree. Guys, with listen, more. guy, and Degrom is still young, but I mean, a guy like Sale with the well, arm he's troubles. He's not that young. He's thirty-four. See, he's older than I thought. But he's you know something. I, I mean, uh, look at look at Eckers, look at Dennis Eckersley. I was going to say that Eckersley's his he was he, awful as he, a starter. Well, he had one twenty game season. Awful. He was. I mean, at the end with the Cubs, he was terrible. I'm just saying, near the end right. of his but career he, as a starter, he was a bad. guy that went was from bad. being a decent starter yeah. to a Hall of Fame relief pitcher. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Chris Sale, if he stays healthy, and I think they say he's thrown the ball very well. One inning. He. he that's all you need. One, one inning. inning. That's it. And then you make, you know, something. Hey, if I remember, I think he closed the World Series about four years ago, he did. didn't he? He did. Yeah. <laughs> the last so, three outs. Yeah. 
Anyway, so, anyway, uh, Joe, let's talk about, first of all, uh, were you happy with the results of the Manny Gordon auction, number one? Always happy with setting records, Tom. <laughs> setting records is a good thing. Tom, ecstatic. I mean, the numbers were staggering. I know, you guys. Yellow Gowdy, Ruthen and eight, a little shy of a million dollars. Uh, half a million dollars for the red. How about the Garrick nine? Six hundred and seventy-two thousand. Unbelievable! Wow. Unbelievable! Wow. And the Greenberg rookie in a nine, two hundred nineteen thousand. It just, you know, it's almost like a Santa Claus gift list. It just, <laughs> the numbers just go on and on. And on. So, Joe, you guys obviously, memory lane. You guys have been doing this for a long time. I know you do a lot of planning. You know the business as well as anyone. Are there any? Were there any and are there any surprises that happen? Are there, are there, are there items that you thought would be okay question. that ended up being more than you thought? And was there anything in this, any of these past auctions for you? Um, yeah, I mean, a Walter Payton rookie cello pack with his card on the top. Yeah. We were, we were probably expecting mid-20s on that. It went for 43000 Okay. It's yep. very strong. Um, some Bay Root cards, just shattered records. An Uncle Jack's root and a two, really expecting 40, 45K, 59,000. A Nielsen's chocolate root, that was a pop one highest graded, but it was only graded a four and a half. Very condition sensitive issue. Earth shattering 91,000. See, that's unbelievable. Joe, what about the and opposite? I mean, Has a couple he- of my friends. A couple of my friends wanted that card. They couldn't believe the number it went for. They got crushed. Joe, you know, I bid on that card per your instructions, and I, I bid on that Maddie card, but I just I couldn't go you past. You mean the Maddie ball? The ball. I couldn't get past that threshold, man. I just couldn't get it. My wife would have shot me. <laughs> she would have shot me. That's all I'm saying. As a matter of fact, I had to convince her, and I says, Ellen, listen very closely. Joe T is advising me on this. And she said, as long as he is, that's fine. But you cannot exceed this amount. Right. But, Tom, here's what I distinctly told you. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) It's very rare in this hobby when you get, like, a Matthewson autograph, one of those very tough-to-come-by autograph balls, that it has 150% provenance. Right. That was the key aspect to this ball. And, Tom, I'm not knocking PSA and JSA, Keating and Spence, and those guys are fantastic. They're the best at what they do, and they rarely miss. But no one's perfect. Right. And when you get a ball like that, it came from A.J. Stats' family, yep. the uh, 1920 center fielder for the Giants. When you get a ball like that with 100% provenance, that's tough to come by. You know, that's why I told you it may be worth, you know, selling me your T206 carbs to raise the money. To <laughs> Don't think I didn't think about that. Let me tell you, you know, but I, I finally and you know, it was funny. This is really funny. So the bid, the, the auction ends at what was it? 11 o'clock at night, whatever the hell it was. But then there's the continuous bidding. So I'm lying. Wound up ending like four in the morning. Right. So I'm, I'm lying in bed and I have my cell phone. Next to my bed. <laughs> so I, I kind of open up my eyes, click on, and I look. At the time, I was still high bid. But then, about three hours later, I hear a text. Bing. <laughs> it's it's Thomas Sulo. He says, Ugh, you lost. <laughs> Remember that, Joe? You sent me the text. I sure do, Tom. And I, I was depressed, but that's okay. We got through it. Hey, by the way, our giveaway this week is, this was picked, uh, you know, we're picking now, myself, yeah. you, you know, uh, uh, to, to viewers and listeners that have been real loyal since day Absolutely. one. Absolutely. So we asked uh, JM to pick this week, and you picked Music Mike Variali. Mike's a, been a great loyal sponsor. Mike, you know the deal. Uh, I need your address again. Uh, congratulations. Mike is a disc jockey, but not just a disc jockey. Tell them what they want. Oh, I'm sorry. A signed 1967 (laughs) Rico Petroselli in his wool. That's a wool uniform. In his wool uniform. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, Nice. 
Joe, let's talk about the vintage market. What are we seeing here? Am I seeing the modern market? Is it kind of uh, is the bubble starting to burst? In your opinion, it's going a little sideways. I'm not going to argue with you, Tom. Um, again, the the modern market's a little dangerous. Okay, there's risk there. I mean, one severe blown ACL for one of those top basketball stars. NFL stars. Now what happens? Or an extra you know, ring ding for Zion. <laughs> now, now, if you're talking Zion. about the modern Zion. market right. for guys like Brady and Jordan, if you consider them modern because they're 90s, etc., they're set in stone. You know, that to me is safe. Yeah. Right. But when you're talking about the guys in the midst of their career, like that are budding superstars and, you know, knocking on the door of immortality, but not there yet. It's a crapshoot. It's a risk. So let's talk about a guy that's somewhere in the middle, and I think he's more toward immortal than just starting out, and that's Mike Trout. So as of this taping, Mike Trout got a base hit against the Sox, but he was in an 0 for 26 slump. Yeah, but Mike Trout's been around for now, how many years saying, now? I'm just saying, but I'm just asking. Let's say it's not just a slump. Let's say it's not a 10-game slump. Let's say he has a a bad year the rest of the year. doesn't matter. Does that affect Mike Trout no. moving forward no. in terms of Not at this stage. Not at this stage of the it's game. It's not going to create uh, increased value in his cards. They'll probably stay stagnant until his next great year. But, John, do you realize Trout has a lifetime one? I know. That's why I said he's more immortal than that's, that's he's more immortal. Oh, than, there's no doubt. It's but, not, not only that, but if you, I mean, how many how many years has Trout been in the league, Joe? I think twelve. Twelve. Years. All right. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's established. Look, look at look yeah. at Willie Mays's last three or four yeah, seasons. No you know right. what I mean? Look at Mickey Mantle's yeah, last three or four I know. seasons. I know. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. So you know, there's a handful of guys if they drove off the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Today, are going to Cooperstown. Right. Right. Trout's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got Pujols, you got Cabrera. Um, there's three pitches that stand out in my mind. Yeah, the Kershaw thing. I, I'm. I think the jury's still out on Kershaw. Huh? No, he's a. The jury's still out. I don't Kershaw like. He's a slam a dunk. He's a slam he's dunk. Point, yeah. He has a lifetime 2.48 ERA. Right. What's this one he's loss won, record? He's won Doesn't three Cy anymore. Young awards. He's knocking on the door of 200 wins. He's 10 or 11 yeah. short. And keep in mind that nowadays, and even with Kershaw, though he's, he's been in the league a long time now, the win-loss thing isn't what it used to be. And I agree with you. Because you're that. getting yanked. You're getting yanked in the fifth I, inning. I now. agree right. with that. You know I agree I mean? with so. Verlander and Scherzer, Joe. But uh, Joe, Greinke? That's a, you think that's a possibility? Yeah. Greinke is a can fall either way. Really? Yeah. He is. His, his numbers, his numbers Greg. say yes. His numbers say yes, but he's got he's got a better walk to strike out to walk ratio than the great Tom Seaver. I mean, he actually has a four to one strikeout to uh, base on ball ratio, yeah, which that. is yeah. which is spectacular. Um, you know, he's going to strike out over three thousand batters. He's going to eclipse that. He does have two hundred sixteen wins. His lifetime ERA is a little high. It's three four to three five, but in this era, in this era, Which that's outstanding. In this era, yeah. John, it's not all. Yeah, right. yeah. No, he's got. He's absolutely has the. Now, I think Grinky is. You know, he, to me, he's never flourished in a big market. He's been a small market guy. He's played better in a small market. You know, he. I, I don't. He def, definitely does not have any charisma to speak of. Right. This this right. cup I mean, has this John, cup has more. Stay to stay. You wouldn't leave him alone to babysit for your tenure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, so there's no there's no glitz with that. You know, there's no glitz at all. But numbers wise, he's going to be there. You know. All right. So let's a, a, a guy like Grinky. Uh, is that a good like his card? Is that an, is that a good investment or you know is it does it fall somewhere it, somewhere in the middle? You know what? Here's the thing. There's Hall of Famers, and then there's popular, desirable Hall of Famers. I don't think Grenke is going to, because of what John was saying, with his personality, you know, he's just, he's very aloof. He's very, like, secluded, doesn't say much. 
He's not popular with reporters. And his numbers aren't earth-shattering. Right, right. So when you put all that together, he's going to be a borderline Cooperstown inductee. Right. And, yeah, his cards could get an initial pop, but I don't see them going over the top with the likes of a Greg. Interesting. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Joe T., Joe Tomasello from Memory Lane Auctions is in the house. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Absolutely. I want to talk a little bit about a little more about uh, some of these modern players because I'm I'm kind of in agreement. We've talked about it a million times. Some of them, I just, I, it, it, it's mind-boggling the investment in some of these cards. Yeah. Versus, you know, guys that are dead. <laughs> the vintage Whose stats are not going to change. They're not changing. <laughs> and they will be right back. Owned and operated online auction, specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection to the famed Boston Garden auction to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece 
to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. With so many fakes out there, it's hard to figure out if the sneakers you want are real. But when you buy eligible sneakers on eBay, you can be confident they're genuine because every pair goes through a meticulous authentication process. Introducing eBay Authenticity Guarantee. First, the sneakers you've purchased are inspected by a team of professional authenticators who carefully examine the shoes, including color, pattern, logos, and materials. Then they're measured and compared to the eBay listing to make sure they match. Even the laces, accessories, and box are checked. Once your sneakers are verified, they receive an authenticity tag. And every tag is NFC enabled so you can see the detailed specs. eBay Authenticity Guarantee. No fakes, no fraud, no doubt. Okay, and in we fact, are back. I'm going to do the thing. Well, I was going to say we were back and introduce you. Usually I just Rick, come right Rico out of the break. Rico says, this is how he this does it. This is what you get for missing rehearsal. This is... This is what this is how Rico does it. Rico, no, no. He, this is how he starts. He says, "eBay read after commercial second commercial break." That's awesome. That's what he does. Does he read his name above it? Yeah. Rico. 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 Dot dot. Anyway, as I was saying, eBay is the place to go for all of your memorabilia, sports or non-sports cards, autographs, and much more. Whether it's a gift. For that special someone, you know, like Zap, or you just want to add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now is the time to flip those cards and get some extra cash. I shop on eBay all the time. That's the truth. That's eBay connecting buyers and sellers globally. Joe, I want to talk about memorabilia. Um, memorabilia seems to be, it's, it, you know, I'm talking vintage memorabilia. Well, actually, you're talking modern, too. The memorabilia market has remained strong or seems to have remained strong throughout everything that's transpired. Your opinion on that, especially vintage? You're talking Your bats, 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 game-used game bats, yeah, yeah. signed balls, right. game-used jerseys. Absolutely, and there's recently been a spike I in agree. high-end memorabilia. Yeah. Especially Ruth, Garrett. Hob, you know, Matthewson, Bias. DiMaggio, Mantle, Williams, Clemente, uh, Aaron, Mays, all those icons, this stuff is going through the roof. Is it because, Joe, and even with, I think that's true even with modern guys, too. I think the uh, that, that sort of first-person thing, he touched this bat. He wore this jersey. There's I something special that. about that even more than a card, even more than an autograph card, even. That's why I collect autograph cards. Right, right. I love the fact they held the card. Right, right. We just got a baseball for our summer auction, guys. That's, it's unfathomable. It's, it's a Bay Blue single sign ball with, uh, again, 150% provenance. He signed it on July 10th, 1947 at Buffalo Stadium in Houston, Texas. It was a minor league game. Fort Worth against the Houston Buffaloes. Okay? PSA graded the signature at 10. Wow. It's, it's unbelievable. And someone wrote on the north and south panel the date and that the minor league game was actually a 1-1 tie after 11 innings. 
July 10th was Babe Ruth Day in Houston, in Houston, Texas. Oh, wow. So Ruth went to a luncheon. The luncheon has the date on it. And then the stadium was like four, four and a half miles. It was Rice Hotel. So Ruth jumped in a car, went over to the stadium, watched the game, and signed this ball for someone. I mean, gorgeous signature. It's going to be one of the top lots in our auction, and I don't even know what it's going to go for. How do we even put a price on it? Yeah. Do, so, Joe, I mean, and we, we're seeing this a lot. You know, even when you go on your site or other sites, you see these cards that are whatever, 70, 80, 90, even 100 years old. They, they look great. Like, I mean, how does something like that get preserved like that? I mean, the, obviously, whoever had it maybe took really good care of yeah, it. But, it I mean, it's... Been in a shoebox. But that, even anywhere. with age and time, it's amazing how good some of these vintage items still look. Yeah, you know, John, there were lots of people that put their stuff in, you know, obviously they didn't have the nine card plastic holder. Yeah, they didn't right. have the little plastic right. ball holder then, right, right you know, but so. they they were sacred to them. These yeah. were hollow pieces in their mind. I guess, yeah. They were very important to them, and they protected them. If they put them in shoe boxes, yeah. maybe they stacked them neatly. Yeah. Okay? Uh, or they put them, you know, another big thing was putting special collectibles in books. You know, yeah. closing the book. Keep right, it flat. Right. Yeah, it right, like right, that. right. Yeah. Right. Joe, what right. about what about obscure players? I'm gonna use the T two oh six collection as an example. An obscure player like Red Doin or Shag Shaughnessy or Lena Blackburn. Yeah. And a signed card by those more uh, those those players that are more or less obscure, but there aren't many of them in existence if you know, are those they're worth, they're worth a few thousand dollars? They are, I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's as big a market for signed T206s because signed cards signed back then are so rare, yeah. You know, out of sight, out of mind, guys, right? We'll use that philosophy. But speaking of signed cards, let's just piggyback off that root ball. We have the only signed U.S. Caramel Ruth card, Pop One, the only one known to exist, coming up in our summer auction. Wow. And, Tom, I just got a 356 of the 4752 Tops card near set all autograph. Wow. No kidding. Are you kidding me? Man. 20-year 20, 20 labor of love by our consignment. It's wow. missing the Matthews, but it includes the mantle, the Jackie Robinson, and the Willie Mays. So let me just ask so you, you just – No, there is no Campanella. There's not one known 52 top sign Campanella. Okay, so so the rest of the – so anybody that buys that collection, do, other than the Campanella, does have access to purchasing the rest of that collection signed if they dig deep enough. Yeah. I mean, there's seven cards. That were never signed, okay, seven. including the Campanella, that are not known. And I believe there. I didn't know that. Oh, to the best of my recollection, twelve to fourteen pop ones. Wow! This gentleman, our consigner, has six pop twos as part of his collection. Yep. And you know we're gonna break it up. We'll have like 140 to 145 solo lots. And then we'll have six or seven group lines. Listen, so on this show, we've mentioned Clayton Kershaw, Tom Seaver, Max Scherzer. Did you know we have a pitching guru as our guest right now? I didn't know this until until Zap just told me. Yeah, so you, He didn't know it, Joe. I'm guessing you were a pitcher and you're a pitching coach now, Joe? Can you talk a little I bit am. about that? Yes. I, a few nights a week until the wane hours of the morning, I, I teach uh, kids how to pitch. High school level, what, what is that what we're talking about? Anything. Or anything. Seven, seven, eight years old to pro. Were you a pitcher? I was. I yeah. was okay. Yeah. I mean, I topped out in the mid eighties, eighty five, eighty six. So how did you that, segue that into how did you segue into into coaching? Simple. Tom Siva was my idol. So let's <laughs> Let's uh, dot the I's and cross the T's. <laughs> no, actually, that's um, that's a good point. Tom Siva. 
was such an analyst. He was so analytical. He was. Okay. To the point where one of his famous quotes was, if he knew what he was doing wrong in a game and couldn't fix it, here's how he described it. I never had such a gap between analysts and execution. <laughs> so, Joe, how long and have you been was, doing it? He was such a pitching perfectionist that it just spilled over to me. He inspired he you to, to do that. I tell you, as a, I'm a media guy. I wrote a sports media column in Boston for a few years, and I loved Seaver on TV. I loved him really? doing games. I thought he was excellent as an analyst. That's really interesting, Joe. I, I, Joe, I how, know that. how long have you been doing it? Uh, 20 plus years. No kidding. Good feel. See? Yep. Listen, I want to ask both of you guys. Five MLB pitches. No kidding. Really? Really? Yes. Interesting. How do we not know so, this? I want to run this by both of you guys. You know, there's, there's a lot of talk, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of it, shortening the game a little bit. Yeah. Now, uh, I watched a game the other night, uh, a minor league game, with a pitching clock. I tell you guys, I think it is the best thing that I have seen in a lot of years. Why are you opposed to that? I just, I hate all this stuff. I hate it. But you like, if you don't like, if you don't like baseball, don't watch Tom, it. Tom, let know? me ask you a question. If you don't like baseball, don't watch it. You know, when are they going to stop when they turn baseball into a, no. cyborg, a bunch of cyborgs? No, no, yeah. but, I mean, but, but hold on. I, I, I think it. the 24, hold on though, Joe. I think the 24 second clock has really helped the oh, NBA. Give me a, has helped the NBA. Okay. Okay. I mean, all, all I'm saying is a pitching clock, a 24 second pitching clock, speeds the game up. There's none of this walk off the stuff. Do you know? I mean, it just speeds the what game you, up. Listen, what all this stuff is trying to do, putting the guy on second. No, I disagree a, with that. Seven inning doubleheader. I, I, that's a joke. Listen, I here's agree. what this stuff. I agree. They're trying agree. to push baseball on people that don't like baseball. It's like trying to push soccer on in America on non-soccer fans. Just make soccer the best game possible for soccer fans. Yeah, but, well, don't try to get football and baseball but, fans but to don't be soccer you think, fans. But don't you think... If you don't have the time to watch a baseball game, then that's not your sport. But sometimes oh. a three-and-a-half hour... What they really fight. should be doing is getting is really focusing on young people getting that back and playing with. baseball. That's what's the problem well, with I baseball. Well, I think part now. of the problem there is, and Joe, I want to get your opinion on this and JM... I think part of the problem there is you can blame MLB for that because guess what? A kid on the East Coast is not going to watch a, a World Series game that starts at 9 o'clock at That's night. That's a different issue. The not going to happen. Even the NBA Finals that we're in right now, you have to take every game. game is 8.30, I, I do agree with that to a certain extent. You've got to take That's the That's TV and that's money. How do we get kids, yeah. Joe? How do we get younger kids more involved again with baseball? How do we get them to love the game? I, listen, I know basketball is right now reigning supreme with, with young adults and in little kids, but here's the problem. iPhones. <laughs> that, guys, you want, that's the problem. In fact, John, I was watching, you know, the interviews after a game. Sure. You know, they interview the players and the fans are waving in the background. Yeah. They're not waving in the background anymore. I know. I was watching an interview the other day, <laughs> and the people right in the background are on their iPhone. I know. When they put me on TV yeah. with their head down. Yeah. We are fighting technology, and technology rules. It. I mean, I have students, Tom, eight, nine-year-old students that have my iPhones in eight. They have 13 iPhones, <laughs> and, they're, and they're showing me how to fix something on my phone. All right, listen, we got about three minutes. Tell us about our friends at CSA. You got it, Zeb. Show CSA Shows is proud to present the Chantilly Show being held on June 24th to the 26th, held at the Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia, just minutes from the Dulles International Airport. Celebrating over 25 years at the same location, there will be over 300 dealer tables exhibiting on over 100,000 square feet of space. With both vintage sports cards and memorabilia, as well as modern-day sports treasures, you won't have to look very far for that special card, bat, ball, or autograph. Major auction houses and third-party grading companies will be on-site to assist you with your collecting and authentication needs. Some of the greatest players to ever grace the gridiron will be on hand. We talked about this earlier. Mel Blunt, Chris Carter, Marshall Falk, Doug Flutie, Mean Joe Green, Richard Seymour, and many, many more. For more information, go to www.csashows.com. 
That's the Chantilly Show, where you can find all of your sports collectible treasures. Joseph, we have about a minute left. Your website address? MemoryLaneInc.com. Now, listen, we're going to be seeing you at the National, and uh, JM is going to be doing uh, going around to some of our great sponsors uh, with little th- three, four-minute interviews, and you're on the list, so uh, make sure you have your makeup on. <laughs> I hope I'm on the list. <laughs> All right, Joseph. We love you. Say gonna, hi. To I'm going to work on my curveball, too. I need some pointers on my curveball. Say hi to JP. <laughs> and, Stay uh, on top, John. And, and, <laughs> and go Red Sox. Yeah. No. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Take care. <laughs> Joe Thomas Sula from Memory Lane Auctions. Good show. He's good the guy. best. Yeah, he's the he's best. best. He's great. Yeah. He's great show today. Great guest. Good. As uh, so what else? That's about it. That's about it, kid. Yeah. yeah. Good job today. I'm really looking forward to the national. Yeah, it's we're going to have fun, some fun. Man. We're looking forward to it. So with that being said, you guys, thank you as always for your support. You guys have been absolutely amazing to us. The uh, best. Fantastic we're viewers, lucky. listeners. We're very blessed. Yeah. With that being said, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.